welcome along to another edition of Scoreline Extra with myself, Sinead Kyo. Coming up on the show today, we're going to be getting lots of post-match reaction. First from Brian Cody, Senior Hurling Manager in Kilkenny. We'll also hear from Westmead Manager as well, Joe Fortune. In the Joe McDonough Cup, we're going to be hearing from Carlo Senior Hurling Manager, Tom Mullally. We'll also get the draw from the KCLR McCallment Cup as well. And there's going to be some Carlo Camogie in there and lots, lots more as well. First, we're going to hear from John Corrigan from the Kilkenny District League. Welcome back to Scoreline with myself, Shane O'Keefe, here until 6 o'clock. And now it is time for the live draw of the KCLR McCalment Cup quarter finals. We hear the bags rumbling in the background. John Corrigan, of course, joining me, chairman here of the KDL. Before we get into the McCalment Cup draw, we have a little matter of the Pat Mar Shield to look forward to tonight. 6 o'clock, Dirty Miss, Thomastown versus Freebooters. That's right, yeah, we have. And before I get into any of it, in case I forget, the, the league wish to send um, sympathies to the Crow family in Bennett's Bridge. Uh, Paddy Crow passed away in, in the last few days. And for 40 years, Paddy has provided the lorry for the McCallman Cup final. Uh, lovely man. So the deepest sympathies of everyone in football to the Crow family on Paddy's passing. May he rest in peace. Um, yeah, we have... Uh, Quite, should be a very entertaining match tonight in the Pat Maher Shield final like everyone knows at the moment how both of us are going they're in, they're in everything still um, you know so fair, fair sign them that a young team were doing very well Thomastown are a little bit unknown like when Thomastown have a full panel out they're capable they'll beat, they'll beat anyone and uh, it depends which Thomastown turns out but uh, Willie Lannan always told me that Thomastown can never win in Derdimus, so it's time for they, they won a cup final three or four years ago. <laughs> so we want to put it up to him now, see can they can they win another one? But look, uh, ho- I, w- from the league's point of view, wish them well. Hope they we have a good game yeah. and may the best team win. Yeah, yeah, generally a good crowd out there as well, isn't there? Yeah, they're two well-supported teams now. Two well-supported teams. Yeah, and hopefully the rain will keep away. Yeah, I, 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 they'll be well used to it anyway, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. But uh, the, the Pat Marr Shield in itself, there's a lot of competitions that go on. You have the Divisional Cups, of course. Uh, you have the McCalmond Cup and uh, the Pat Marr Shield as well. Generally, a bit maybe early, a lot of games were played earlier in the season. What, what is a bit of the history of the Pat Marr Shield? The Pat Marr Shield is um, called after former official and more so a referee, Pat Marr. Pat Maher was one of the founder members of the Kilkenny branch of the Referee Society, very well known in mm. football circles around the country. And this shield was, I don't know when it was put up now, it would be way before our time. But uh, look, it's the second highest competition, mm. cup competition in Kilkenny. It's very well sought after. Yeah. I just collected it on my way in and the man <laughs> that gave it to me, It's. I think it's the... F- it was only the second time he had to give it over in the last eight or nine years he said the wife will miss it so he wants it back next (laughs) (laughs) but uh, look it's a it's a fabulous competition to win and uh, a big thanks to the Maher family who always uh, turn up there'll be a good few of the Maher's there tonight now and they've had their involvement down through the years as players Uh, Ollie was uh, one of Pat's sons Ollie was a league official for several years, you know. So, look, it's 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 just mm-hmm. there. It's to be won, and it's a it's it's a great a great thing at the end of it. And two great sides contesting that final as well. Uh, contesting the McCalmont Cup final. Well, we still have to figure out who's going to be contesting the quarter finals. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. We still have two in the last sixteen. There was one played yesterday, and Brookville, who actually got to the cup final 
about six years ago. Yeah. Brookville overcame Dean Celtic B from their own division, Division 3, yesterday. So they go, they go into it. I have two games still to play, like your, your own Castle Warren are playing Freebooters B on next Sunday morning not tomorrow you can just you can just put Castle Warren into the next round if you want to make that official now John Johnny is probably not listening (laughs) and we also have Freshwood Town and St. Canis's that will go ahead next Sunday there's a bit of problems with the Canis's game being called off in this place against St. Francis against St. Francis which is not you know it it upsets things but I I can confirm that Peter Dial said Canises and Freshford can go ahead next weekend. Okay. We'll take precedence in that. So at least we'll get that over. They've we'll met a few times. They, they have each other in the divisional cup as well, do they? That's right. They have. The, they have. Oh, they've, uh-huh. they've come up again each other. Or is it lines? Is it that Canises have? Yeah. No. I, oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry I was right, out. Uh, lines, yeah. No. Um, Freshford. Freshford beat Canises in Freshford already this season. Yeah. Which was a turn up for the books at, at that time. Because yeah, Canises is on a great run. The very run, first game. Freshford beat them. Yeah. And uh, Canis has returned, reversed uh, that result then in the league. Mm-hmm. And they are, both of them are still involved in the running for the for promotion and the, the um, title. And the title. Canis are in pole position. They all have one game left. Freshford have to, are away to River Rangers. Canis, I think, are at home to Thomastown. And uh, Lions for, are no, at can, home to your, are yourself. Yeah. And <coughs> the three games will be played at the same time whenever I get to play them. Yeah. And there's something dependent on them all. So, you know, it's a great end to the league league for that thing, you know. But uh, teams contesting the the draw, we have either Freshford Town or St. Canis's and Freebooters B or Castle Warren and confirmed to join them are Brookville, Freebooters A, Thomastown United A, Dean Celtic A, Fort Rangers and Evergreen A. And you kind of have a who's who of football in Kilkenny <laughs> in, in that competition. A lot of A teams you know, in there, anyway. A lot of, a lot of well known names in there, oh, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're Stefan and Pat there. Do uh, I go for the home teams once you again? You can go for the home team. And you can pick out Fort Rangers for <laughs> Jimmy Cash. <laughs> So here we are with the draw for the KCLR Bacama Cup quarter of final. I'm going to be picking in, calling out a number, and that will be the home team. That Mr. John Corrigan will associate the number with the team. Number seven. Number seven is Freshford Town or Canises. Freshford Town or Canises, and they will go up against. Number five. Number five is, oh, they love this, they love you for this. Free Bulls with A. Freebooters A. So that's a nice one. Eddie Clifford, if you do manage to get through, best of luck. Down in the water barracks. Down in the water barracks, it may be, or it could be in Freshford, of course. The next number is number four. Number four is Thomastown United A, the other of tonight's finalists. Thomastown United A, they'll be going up against Freebooters tonight in the Pat Mar Shield. Number two. And they'll take on number two. And number two is the aforementioned Jim Cashin's Fort Rangers. Fort Rangers. So they will be making the travel to Thomastown, much like Castle Warren tomorrow as we take on uh, Dublin side league slip. Next number from the bag is number one. Number one is Evergreen A. Evergreen A. A lot of uh, teams out there. Number three. They have a northern visitor, Dean Celtic A. Dean Celtic A. So this will probably either be Brookville, 
Freebooters B or Castle Warren Celtic. We hope. If we if it's all going right, this is for the home draw. Home draw goes to number six. Number six is Brookville. Brookville will be at home. To number eight. And number eight will be Castle Warren or Freebooters B. We could just say Castle Warren. Do you know? I just uh, we I can don't. confirm Brookville and Castle Warren if you yeah. want. I said I put Castle Warren first. So I'll go your way. Your way in that picture. Shawnee, you're going down. That's all I'm saying. Shawnee Dial, Freebooters B manager. So there you have it. Freshford or St. Canis's and who shall they be going up against? Freshford or Canis's versus Freebooters A. Thomastown United A versus Fort Rangers. Evergreen A versus Dean Celtic A and Brookville versus the winners of Booters B or Castle Warren. Well, there you have it. Should, any interested? A lot of interesting fixtures in there. I, I, I'd assume Dean Celtic A going up against Evergreen A is, is a big one for sure. That's that's sure. And uh, to be a good game in Thomastown A against Fort Rangers, like Fort Rangers yeah. ha- have been promoted to the Premier Division for next year, so it'll be a good test for them about what they're going to face next year. You know, so that that will be a, v- a very interesting Thomastown Great Cup competition. Great cup tradition you know so that'll be an interesting game Freshford and Canises you know that'll that'll be interesting to get yeah. at home to Booters particularly if it is yeah. in the water barracks it'll be very it'll yeah be very and a lot a lot of Freebooters players may may have made the switch as well to, oh yeah they're very, they're very, they're, they're very, they're very close and sure the manager would be an next yeah. Booters man wouldn't they Eddie yeah oh staunch Booters man so um, yeah look it'll be, it'll be very interesting now as I said to you when they'll be played I don't know yeah, because up in the air. It, it all depends with, with with these outside competitions and all you need is someone to make a, an objection in any of these outside ones and you're held up for, for weeks you know and uh, how are you finding the fixtures in general? Is it get, it's getting a bit congested now, is it? Yeah, like for you'll always have a couple of weeks where things don't go right. We had a great run mm-hmm. right up to the end, so like it's going to yeah. a few problems yeah. starting now. But look, I sat down the other night, I went through. I thought I would have problems with the 17s and 19s, but I sat down and went through them the other night, and it's not as oh. it's not as congested as I thought. Freebooters are playing. Carlos New Oak on Sunday week Sunday week Big the game. 24th mm. and from that week on Freebooters will have to be playing uh, midweek games because if they if Freebooters continue to win in the cup they have 10 games to play and they have 5 weeks left to play wow. so you know there will be I so know, and in other clubs you know some clubs get the idea well we've only one left now so there'll be no pressure on us yeah. but the fact that the one they have left is again freebooters actually does put pressure to get to get it done you know so know. lads will be playing midweek games in the premier division whether they like it or not a uh, good few games going ahead tomorrow as well yeah there's a few there's, there's mm-hmm. um Evergreen are down in Highview yeah. I've only worked off the top of my head Evergreen are in Highview I don't think there's anything in Division 1 and the ones in Division 3 are basically Two just games. getting games out of, out of the way I think 3 is, mm-hmm. is done and dusted and Division the, 1 I think is Stony for an Evergreen C or down to yeah, yeah well, that's uh, Stony I think are relegated and Evergreen <coughs> C have to win to escape they have two. They have three games left and they, they can escape but uh, it's yeah. going to be tough they have a lot of games to win out of them three you know yeah. and uh there's only the one game on now unfortunately in the play it's your own one against Leapslip the Canis's um, Canis's 
the one from Dublin that's off St Francis, oh, St. Francis. Yeah, yeah. that's off until yeah. further notice and Leeds Cabin Teeley as well that won't be played next weekend Cabin Teeley are playing Home Farm tomorrow cool. so that'll be a lovely Home Farm coming down to yeah. Doro wouldn't that draw a crowd speaking yeah. of big games as well we'll be chatting to members from Evergreen as their under 12s oh. ladies have a big girls national cup coming up they're going up against Carrigaline Evergreen versus Carrigaline so we wish them nothing but the best some great things being done out in Evergreen Park from that underage level yeah. there's some great there's great, some great stuff being done in Evergreen there's some great stuff being done all over the county particularly in Gavin's yeah, football in yeah. it's well, like yeah. it's really after taking off and it was out last night at the Kilkenny under 13s they were playing mm. the Midlands unfortunately they got beaten 3-1 but it was down to if they had to take their chances they could have won the game you know that yeah. kind of way they're, they're that close and it's fantastic to see the quality ah, well, of some yeah. of them well then the international women doing so well is is giving it a boost Malloy, you know getting the, the yeah. international caps yeah, so many that's brilliant there's two other there's two other girls from that Gainer Cup team that's also on, on the, these man, playing with uh, two or three Wexford you know Lolly Condren and, and they were all on yeah. the on the Kilkenny Gainer Cup team that won their three or four years back with a with Covid you can't remember I can't remember what they <laughs> were but uh, to Evergreen look we wish all the all the best all right. to Evergreen they had a fantastic win in Cork the last time and hopefully the team they beat is a higher place team than the team they're playing mm. so you would hope that follow through doesn't as always as you yeah. know but look, when it happened that f- way with Freebooters actually again when Beechwood yeah. and Balbriggan yeah. Beechwood were probably considered a better team well, than Balbriggan Balbriggan yeah so it would be fantastic to have a team from Kilkenny in a, an underage final, you know, it, it, it's all it all just shows that the work being put in by the club officials on the ground is paying off and long may it last. And uh, just before we go away from a GEA context, we were talking about uh, referees and we know that Carlo GEA were struggling to get referees. How we, is the KDL sorted on that anyway? Do you find that it's a bit tough getting guys into to ref or it's uh, Pat now, Pat Charlton now would be your best bet on that. But like, look, we haven't got. We got one new one last year, wasn't it? I think it, it was one. Uh, uh, Thomas Stone Chapman. Like, yeah, the makings yeah. of a makings of a very good referee. Very <coughs> and we good had a uh, lady referee. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a girl, a girl referee. Yeah, they're they're not. It's hard to get get lads in. There are so many restrictions. Yeah. And there's so many different things that you have to do that lads people just say, well, look, it's not worth the bother. Right, but, uh, badly, badly need. Yeah, yeah. Now the FAI have uh, sent out uh, an email this year, this week, that they are doing courses for referees. And look, anyone that's Maybe stepping away from playing the game this this year might consider doing taking over and doing the the referees course because the, our 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 group of referees are shoving on in age mm. and like they're, they're brilliant for doing it but to yeah. much the father time catches up on everyone yeah. and if you don't have a referee you don't have games as shows in the school school kids where you have to have maybe a home yeah. referee and you always have a little bit of. Uh, uh, angst after it you know so yeah, yeah, look, the more you have and the best people to do it are ex-players yeah. yeah, you know they, they've been there they've done that they know what a tackle is different things you That's know. True, so, yeah, Lee Kill must be pushing on about 60 now at this stage anyway uh, yeah well he, he has signs he has parts of his body that shows that he might be but uh, that could have been a razor we, we, leave, we leave Lee alone well thanks very much gentlemen Pat and John for joining us here on uh, doing the KCLR McCallum Cup draw Next up, we're going to hear from Carlo Under-16 manager, Brian Lawler. So 
So Brian, the, the girls are into a Leinster semi-final now um, on Monday. I'm sure there's uh, there's a lot there's a lot of excitement building now uh, for for that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, good bunch of girls. We 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 done really well. We we beat Kildare in the first first round, and and then Kilkenny in the in the last game, which was a fairly exciting stuff because it's not often a Carver team gets gets past Kilkenny in the championship, I suppose. You know. Yeah. Um, Good bunch of girls, good bunch of girls. They really, really knit well together and work well together, you know. Yeah, and you mentioned there, you know, they've had a fantastic run um, up to this point, uh, having kind of got past Kildare and, and Kilkenny's B-side as well. Um, are you noticing kind of an improvement in their performance, Brian, week on week? Yeah, as, as they go on, they're, they're knitting, knitting together better as a team because... A lot of them, you know, they're from a spread of clubs all over the county, and you know, a lot of them haven't played together before. I suppose, and some of them are still under fifteen and, and full under sixteen. So they're. Um they're, they're, they are knitting very well together and they're a good bunch of girls you know. yeah and, and just kind of um, just to touch on, on their last game then as well against Kilkenny uh, you had two goals and a point to spare there um, at, at full time what lessons did you take from, from that game Brian as, as you head into uh, the Leinster final against Mead this weekend yeah, I suppose, you know, uh, we didn't start well. We first half went, I think we only scored four points from freeze in the first half. In the second half, when things got, girls, girls got a bit confident and, you know, believed in themselves a bit more, things started to settle down they started to take their scores better. Um, you know, just we have to start better, I suppose, against me to get to a Leinster final. It's supposed to be on and end all of it. Yeah, and and tell me a little bit about me. Like, do you know much about the opposition now? Have you have you played them much in the past, or or what are your expectations of this Mead side now on Monday? To be honest, I know very little about them. We played them under fifteen last year, and we would have uh, there would have been a point or two in it. I think there was very little in it. Um, but we would we would have you know six or seven girls that weren't available to us last year in this setup. So um, I'd imagine Meat would be good. They're always very strong. Um, we'll just have to be more concentrating on our own game, how we perform. If, if you know if the girls uh, play to the our own level, you'd be, you'd be happy enough with them. So it's part of a thing, you know. Yeah, and and Brian, um, just to talk about kind of your involvement, like how long have you been involved then with uh, with Carlo Camogie underage? You mentioned the under you were did you um, you manage under four or sorry under fifteens? Did you prior to this? Yeah, yeah, I've been involved for years. I've had daughters for, for a good few years. I suppose for the last five or six years, I suppose at least I've been involved with Carlo underage. And I have three girls, so they're all they're all heading that direction. So I kind of I kind of have to get involved. Really, I suppose. Um, um, so I suppose yeah. by, by the fact that they're there, I suppose I'm. I'm I'm going in to help out the best way I can, you know. Yeah, and I suppose that's that generally uh, tends to be kind of how it starts, doesn't it? With camogie, um, I know kind of from my own experience playing camogie when I was younger as well. It tends to be kind of parents, you know, they have daughters and then they kind of get involved that way, and then you kind of get you get sort of hooked on it. Then the the, the training and you get very invested in the girls and their development, um, and and that kind of that's sort of how how it started. But uh, who else is is involved then in in the management uh, team with you, Brian? We've got, yeah, we've got John Joe Martin uh, from from Monlister Rangers and Dowland from St. Mullins, Lisa McDonald from our own club, Nave Breed and Katrina O'Neill from St. Mullins as well. So, a good bunch of people involved. Like, they're, they're all, they all know their stuff when it comes down to it, you know. So, 
great yeah. to have them involved yeah yeah and I know from um, like just kind of my own camogie background as well and doing a little bit of coaching like you uh, like everyone has something different to contribute don't they like in, in terms of absolutely. yeah yeah absolutely a lot of them are there for the same reason that their daughters involved and stuff like that but they're, they're, they're excellent coaches with their clubs for years and they've all been working hard behind the scenes and you know, it's the easiest job in the world, I suppose, to get to get to get work in, you know. <laughs> you wanna be all looking for it. people will come looking for you, but usually if you're good, you know, the, the county will go looking for you then as well and they'll uh, they'll, they'll try and get you on board if they can. So yeah. it's a testament to that I suppose yeah definitely and it's great to see like there there does seem to be an appetite um, as well now around the country just for people getting involved in coaching and management um, and, and it's absolutely great to see uh, just um, just to talk a little bit about kind of Carlo Camogie then um, underage just kind of more broadly like it seems to be in a very healthy place now at, at the moment what would you put that down to, to Brian? Well, a lot of work being done at clubs level, I suppose, and, you know, at development level in clubs, it's really about starting at you know, under 10, under 12, and that sort of age group. It's, uh, it's down to good people in clubs that drive it on, you know, and if you don't, if you don't have that grassroots done, uh, it, won't, it won't happen at county level. So it's, it's easy enough when you're going around hand-taking girls for county teams when, you, when the work is done at club level, so... Um, definitely good people on board at club level, you know. Yeah, um, and just in terms of fitness then for tomorrow, is there any injury concerns or, or is everyone kind of there ready to go um, for for uh, tomorrow's match? Yeah, a few concerns. Uh, our full-back, Neve Tracy, got a shoulder injury the other night. Um, this is a big thing with a lot of these uh, this age group under 16 everybody wants a piece and they're playing they're playing Fela they're playing under 16 club county football camogie senior level camogie yeah. Every, you know there's a lot on you'd be just worried that you know you wouldn't have the the fitness uh, you know they wouldn't be fit for games or they wouldn't have the energy levels you'd need when you get to a Leinster semi-final you know um, there's a few a few niggly injuries with, with girls you know, I went Cody from St. Mullins as well. A little bit of an injury from the from the sale the other day. So, hopefully, hopefully they'll be fit and ready to go tomorrow. But you never know until you get there. I suppose. Yeah, and that's the thing when you're playing underage. Like, and it's it's absolutely brilliant to see them involved in all these different sports. Um, and you know, they they could be playing like minor as well. And uh, some of them might even be involved with with senior teams. But that's the danger then. Like, you know, it's great to see them um, so active. But uh, yeah, the, then they kind of run the risk of, of getting injured then which is always the concern but but uh, but look uh, hopefully everything goes to plan there uh, tomorrow Brian um, and we, we wish you all the best uh, from everyone here in, in KCLR and to look hopefully we can we can chat again soon um, I, yeah. hopefully you'll, you'll get through to the Leinster final and sure maybe we'll have another chat then <laughs> well hopefully hopefully we'll appreciate the, the coverage we're getting these girls you know they need a little bit of exposure because they are a good bunch of girls, so hopefully, if we can get their names out there and a little bit of a little bit of talking up on them, will we'll make a big difference to them in the future. It's, it's nice to nice to get a bit of recognition for what you're doing as well, you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, we'll we'll keep in touch. Um, but look again, all, all the best there tomorrow. I'm sure we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Thank Thanks you. so much, Ryan. Talk to you soon. Joe Sheen is back to tell us all about what's happening on the Greyhound scene.
It is all happening this weekend in the Greyhound Racing World, folks. We have so much action in Limerick Greyhound Stadium, Kenny Greyhound Stadium last night, and also Shelburne Park tonight where we have the Suncroft Festival Puppy Oaks semi-finals. We must give a massive mention to last weekend's action and the heroics of our locally connected runners in the open 600 yard final hello Hammond running with enormous credit to finish second owned in Kilkenny and trained in Kilkenny by Jerry and Miriam Meany and trained of course by Paul Hennessy so what a fantastic achievement it was and he's been a wonderful servant for all connections hello Hammond back in third Kilkenny Sente for local owner Brian Hickey and trained of course by Declan Byrne finishing third and running a fantastic race so well done to all connections running so well and what is a fantastic race year in year out one of the most prestigious competitions in the Irish Greyhound racing calendar so well done to all of them elsewhere in Shelburne Park tonight we have the semi-finals of the Suncroft Festival Puppy Oaks and this is another very prestigious event it is limited to bitches female greyhounds only and we have Trap Tree Carlo B running in the semi-final tonight for this one for local connections John Lambert of County Carlow and trained by Owen McKenna so best of luck to our locally connected greyhounds in the Suncroft Festival Puppy Oaks tonight in Shelburne Park in HQ but the big one is on tonight in Limerick Greyhound Stadium and we have strong locally connected greyhounds here this is the one which is the richest juvenile race in the whole entire planet and moon coin trainer peter cronin has a massive massive chance with this one with trap five in the first semi-final kildare he put in an enormous performance last week winning in 28 45 at a price of 12 to 1 but I can guarantee you the Mooncoin trainer's greyhound will not be 12 to 1 tonight after his fantastic performance last week Kildare runs from trap 5 he starts and he can stay and has a big chance in tonight's Con and Annie Kirby Memorial semi-final as I said 150,000 euro prize money involved it's massive massive prize money and best of luck to them also on the same race deadly showtime runs for leash trainer Carl Ramsbottom who runs most of his greyhounds in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium and has been very very prominent there over the years so best of luck to him and order Gary Hannon as well in the same race the other Kobe is a non-runner so you can catch all that action on the Barking Buzz app 21 minutes to 10 is the first semi-final and six minutes to ten for the second semi-final of the richest juvenile race in the entire planet and I'm sure the Kilkenny Brigade will be going down in full swing to take the honours from the Limerick crowd so best of luck to our locally connected greyhounds running there tonight in what is a wonderful wonderful competition last night in Kilkenny we had some cracking action the Blackstone Kennels A283 525 semi finals took place last night and it was a really, really good card. We had 10 races on the card last night and wonderful to see everything back in full swing at Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. The betting ring was a hive of activity as well. So wonderful to see. The first semi final was won by Rowlers Road and a very impressive performance 29.38 the clock. Owned by the Liars Club Syndicate. What a fantastic name for a syndicate. I'm a, I am think I'd fit in well with them and trained by Gary Walsh 
So well done to all of them. Courty Girl was back in second and Lemon Nicky was back in third. So those three will progress through to the Blackstone Kennels semi or finals, should I say, next week. And we must thank Paddy Sinnott for his generous sponsorship of this one as well. In the second semi final, Monagor Bistro won it in a time of 29.02 showing great early pace for owner trainer Sean Coogan Malvern Avenue was back in second and Balgar Thor was back in third so those three progressed through to the final next Friday night it's going to be a cracking final it's been a wonderful competition over the last number of weeks in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium and I'm sure the crowds will come out in their droves elsewhere on the card last night we had a very impressive performance by Bally Bock Champ in the 7-2-5 race so this is a stairs race one with extra stamina trained of course by Mark Lee and owned by Pat Carley put in an enormous performance winning in 40-55 which was a very very impressive indeed a number of other impressive performances last night the likes of Kishlan Caden winning in 28-80 which is a great clock around Kilkenny for Gavin Nolan and Caden Nolan so well done to all of them so next week next Friday night we'll have the final of the Blackstone Kennels A2 competition of course sponsored by Paddy Sennett we also have Wednesday morning racing in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium so a lot happening locally here best of luck to all our locally connected Greyhounds running in Shelburne Park and Limerick tonight and just a reminder that the champion unraced 10,000 euro to the winner is coming up in a number of weeks so lots to be excited about in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium that is a marquee event on the Kilkenny Greyhound racing calendar 10,000 euro to the winner it's massive massive prize money I wish I had a Greyhound for it myself but yeah as we said best of luck to all locally connected runners in Shepherd Park and Limerick tonight and see you next week for a roundup of the Greyhound racing action on KCLR Kilkenny had a convincing win over Westmead yesterday here's what Brian Cody had to say Frank Cody, competitive for the first half. This is often the way when we come up here to play Westmead. Probably one of the better Westmead teams we've played against. There's no doubt about that. You know, I mean, the score, the scoring wasn't false at half time or, or undeserved at half time. The scoring was the scoring. We were, we were probably, they were probably unfortunate to be behind at half time. To be honest about it. Um, they're a good team they're a very very good team good hurlers great attitude look at we came up to try and win the game we've won the game so we're happy going home yeah and goals were key and obviously the work rate in the second half improved you made some substitutions and they all worked but that's part of what the panel is about well for sure yeah I mean we, we the importance of having a panel is always there. But look at it, I mean, things did improve the second half. Our, our whole approach to the game was probably better in the second half. Our um, work rate improved, definitely. And as a result, we got the scores that mattered. Yeah, you're starting the championship here now, Brian. And, uh, I mean, obviously we want to be staying in it as long as possible. It's good to get a good start. And, and also, I'm afraid, you have to try and get as many scores as possible because scoring difference can place you in a particular position. Yeah, well, that has happened, you know, over the few years there that Ron Robin is in there. But to be honest about it, I you know, I mean, we didn't come up here expecting to, you know, win the game by a massive score to help our score difference. We came up to try and win the game because you saw how competitive it was in the first half. And obviously, as the game went on, then and we got a bit of a cushion, then we'd be hoping we can, you know, keep going, keep going. But look at we we uh, had a decent lead at the end of the game. Yeah, you'd be happy the way the substitutions contributed to the game as well. They they made, them on, they, they made an impression, so they're leaving it a, a little bit harder if you made the pick the team the next day, and that's just the way you wanted. 
Yeah, or possibly even easier, right? Or you don't know, we'll see, you know. Um, Maybe. Um, no, no, I mean, that's what you'd be hoping from subs. I mean, everyone talks about impact, and, you know, the subs made an impact. And the reality is, you know, the subs who came on, the subs who didn't come on are as good as some of the players on the field, and that's 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 an indication of the strength of the panel. You'd be happy to have TJ Reid get some game time into him today. Ah, yeah, he's out for a while, obviously, you know. So, I mean, the intention was, if at all possible, to get a, a second half into him, and that's the way it worked out. And, you know, of course, it's important that he's back in the field. And it's an important match for They need to be playing at this level if they're to improve their game. Well, look at I mean, that's, you can be sure they want to be playing at this level, and they proved they're well capable of playing at this level. So, I mean, that's, that's the way it'll continue for them. Brian Nicky said it there, the return, 5-23. It's a great return, no matter what. You said you come up to win the match, but scoring differences, we noticed you went for a goal near the end. Derry played, they got one, but it does, because they came back to Hong Galway three years ago. You're not worried about them. You're playing them in a few weeks' time, but big factor. Yeah, like I said, it happened before. A score difference, a team can get knocked out or qualify through a score difference. But again, you know, it's the first game of their own Robin. We have um, we have further tests, obviously, and big tests to follow, and we want to get away with having two points in the bag, and that's what we got. Uh, uh, you never panic on the line, but you made an early change tonight. Westmead were putting it really up to you in that first half you said the scoreboard didn't lie well we have you know, a panel is a panel and I mean you can't expect subs just sit down sit down and, and, and stay there if nothing is happening if you know realising that they're wanting to get out there and make a difference so they did they got out and they made a difference Leash next week they're putting it up to Dublin at the moment so they're all going to be competitive Brian and they're coming very quickly that's for sure very very competitive and all that's, that's for certain and look at I mean it's it's every game is going to be just hugely competitive okay, well, well done Brian, tonight And we also heard from Westmead manager Joe Fortune. Well, for a long time, you, you must be very happy the way they played there today. Yeah, look, look for 40 minutes we were we were in it, you know. Um, but I didn't. Some people are surprised by that, like you know, those lads train really hard, you know, and they work as hard as everybody else. Um, but for 40, 45 minutes we went toe to toe. Even Brian said to me, "Come along." He said, "You know." Just, <laughs> He was, I suppose, look, people will be shocked. I'm not, because I know what's in that dressing room. Um, I know the spirit that's in there, but I will say as well that moral victories, they don't do anything for that group, and, and Tommy Doyle spoke about that. They've been there before where they've been in situations where they get close, but at some stage they're going to have to really take a big team in order to progress it as well. I don't think we were surprised at all, Joe. I think there was lovely hurling there, and probably you needed to be in, could have been a bit further ahead. But when Kenny got those goals on the second half, you have a job in your hand now to pick the lads up a bit, because the end result was harsh on you. Yeah, the scoreboard was harsh, but look, we knew coming into the, I suppose, the next five or six weeks are going to be tough. You know, we, we go to Galway next week. Like, there's, there's nothing going to be easy done there as well. But look, they're a proud group. Um, I just didn't think we created a goal-scoring chance at any stage to really kind of go at Murphy as well. Like so, look. In regards to the, the team themselves, you have to say you're proud of them. For 40, 45 minutes was a very good performance, but just when Kilkenny needed to be ruthless, they were, and they really went at it. How would you assess Kilkenny today now? Look, sure, like, it's the first game of championship for everybody. Like, you know, like Brian said, we spoke to the boys down in the dressing room, when they needed to be ruthless, they were. You know, everybody coming into the first championship match, obviously they've had a bit of a longer layoff um, than we've had. Um, but look, Kilkenny are what Kilkenny always do. They bring the intensity, they bring the work rate. I'm sure Brian will have things to work on for the first 40, but you know, after that, when they needed to be ruthless, they were. How important it is for Westby to stay at this level to improve the hurling for the lads and for the lads to enjoy themselves against the best in the, in the game? Yeah, and they can, look, it's a good question, but it, it's not even about enjoying it. Like those lads don't want enjoyment; they want to win these games too. And they're a, they're a massively proud bunch. And like I said to you, the work that they put in in the background—it's important for Westmead. But at some stage as well, underage-wise, minor-wise, twenties-wise, they've won big games against Kilkenny, against Wexford, against Dublin. 
at, at some stage over the next couple of years they need to take a really big team at, at, at senior level in order to progress as well Joe I know no such thing as moral victories I've spoken about in the dressing room but you had some fantastic individual performances out tonight as a team you played very well I know you set up a little bit defensively when the ball went forward in the latter end you know it's unfair to call Westmead a second red team you're hurling at the top here but it didn't work out that well for you but to be fair you can take Kenny for long periods yeah, I thought Niall Mitchell like did a massive amount of work on the wing, like you know, defensively and offensively as well. I thought the boys at back Egerton and, and Jogger held them. He was outstanding. Egerton yeah, was outstanding yeah, yeah, and, and, and contained those lads. Like you know, like when you're you're, you're setting matchups at, at times for, for these teams, like we've, we've gone through Down and Kerry and Carlo and Kildare, and then you put it up on your wall at home and you say, you know, like that's a fairly formidable forward line. And then when you bring TJ in as well to it at half time, we knew the board came in. TJ's coming in, so look, like at the end of the day, Kilkenny had to go all out, you know, in that kind of last twenty minute spell to make sure they put us away but I'll take a lot of positives you're right yeah. moral victories I don't really do but I'll take a lot of positives out of today that this is a work in progress I'm only I'm only here probably five months at this stage and you'll you know, be kept it sir <laughs> we'll see we'll see by the end of the year we'll wait first but look I'm, I'm, I'm happy with today but look these two lads here come to me every day you know on the bad days as well yeah. we had a poor performance against Down and Carlo and they wanted to talk and I'm, I'm proud of the Westmead people that got behind us today as well they really there was a voice there even when young McCabe like you know 19 years of age come on at the end father paid for Westmead for years had no fear in him facing Murphy down and put the ball in the back of the net. So look, this is all a work in progress. Like like Nicky said a minute ago, like at the end of the day, you know, we have to get to the level of taking one of these teams, and I've no doubt over the next couple of years they will. Okay, well listen, enjoy the championship and well done uh, on a competitive performance tonight. We look forward to seeing Thanks. you in the next few weeks. Gent. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks. It was a great day for Carlo Hurling fans. Here's what Tom Mullally had to say after their victory over Mead. Tom, uh, congratulations. That was a great start to the John Mac. It was a splendid performance. Yeah, no, we're happy with it, Brendan. Yeah, obviously, I mean, it's the first game out, so it's important. We're going to see where lads are at. And thankfully, they showed a bit of hunger today, which was uh, probably different to the last day we were up here anyway. I mean, so, but it, it, was, it was evident there today that, that lads want to play in the, in the Joe Mac, want to participate, and want to do as best they can in it. It was important to get off to a winning start because, you know, you lose your first match in the Joe Mac, you're on the back foot, you have carry it home the next week. It's an important one. But you did that job in a clinical way today. You'd only eight wides, I think, in the whole match. The finishing was superb, and the support play was excellent. And your first touch, everything worked well. Yeah, I think the last Show, again, I suppose it's, it's, it's to maximise what you have there. And I, I think over the course of the league, we've 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 tried a lot of a lot of younger players. I think that that experience alone will, will stand to them the longer the longer we go on. They've played teams it hasn't gone quite to plan in terms of the league. But look, it is a new competition, and as you said, the start is important to it. It, it generates a bit of momentum. We have to we, we've we've got another big match coming next week against Kerry at home, and then and then we travel to Antrim. So for the minute, we we can only concentrate on, on Kerry. And I suppose this time next week, we'll have a better idea where where we stand but on today it was excellent the lads I thought their attitude their movement their support communication responsibility all those things that you're looking for out of players was excellent today like, yeah. Yeah, you said to me the last time we were here as well I mentioned to you about discipline was a little bit of a problem but today it was a very disciplined performance as well it was a very sporting game and nobody got involved in the warranty you have a good job done it the last time you said that would work in time and in fairness to you it has worked in time and it's great it's great to see no it is I mean at the end of the day if we, if we can keep lads on the, 
pitch, we'll, we'll, we'll can go a long way. I mean, so that, and that showed the over, over the course of the league too, where we lost our discipline. It probably cost us games, cost us different things that way, and probably a, a, a bit of frustration kind of kind of came in on, on lads too. But look at we're, we think we're fit, we think we're we're hurling okay and stuff like that. And there's obviously bigger challenges ahead. Um, today we have two points on the board. That was our priority coming up here, and we've got a nice scoring difference now at the minute. So that's that's good for us. Like you yeah, know, I just said it turns. The scoring difference is fantastic. And to be fair, you were probably thinking the same as me coming up here. after we seen Mead here the last time. I spoke to you coming off the field. This really was a potential banana skin today, but you really got off to a terrific start and you never look back. No, and look at that's credit to the players. You mean I, I, I think they've taken responsibility. It's a competition that really we need them to take responsibility. You mean like to represent Carlo? There, there's a there's a select a select panel that, that we've got there, and like they're the ones with the, with the privilege. They're the ones with the honour of, of for 2022, and it, it's it's really they who have to take control and kind of drive things on. And I think to be fair to each of them today, every every, every one of the panel, they drove things on, and, and we are where we are now. Like you know, before I let you go on next Saturday, it's a massive game. Yeah, but they're all massive. You mean the stuff of that? Like, there's none of them. Anymore. Like today was a massive game coming into it. Today is done. This time next week, uh, you mean uh, the Kerry match is over. We'll either win or we lose, but we'll still have. Uh, we'll, we'll still be travelling to Antrim the, kind of the following weekend. You mean the stuff that way? So, like, it is. It's important, and uh, no more than Kerry, we'll be going to kind of try and win it too. You mean and stuff of like that, and hopefully things will go right for us. But our preparation from now is is for the Kerry match, and again, the players will. Uh, you know, we're looking for them to take the responsibility in this competition. Like, you know, it'll be nice. My point, but I was thinking of that. You probably is a good manager that you are Tom and all the great success you have my way of looking at that would be it would be terrific to be going to Antrim with four points in the bag sure that's the dream yeah. you mean and stuff like that and, but there's a lot of work to do but kind of between now and, and full time next weekend so look at we, 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 we want to be competitive next weekend we felt when we played Kerry in the league that the sending off affected, affected things and again it was discipline and things that way but look to be fair we're kind of a couple of months on and I think as a group they're kind of gelling they're kind of getting together so and but performances will, will, will tell us every day when we go out where we're at and today today we came with the ambition the drive to kind of get get the two points on the board and as I said that's what we've done so took, took the goals very well also yeah I thought they were executed very well yeah yeah, and they were clinical and uh, there were responses to scores the other end too which were which was kind of key for us like you know ok well listen look forward to seeing you next Saturday I'm off to Mullingar and Oka Kenny this evening so big night for Westmead as well but listen you did your job today Tom safe journey home and look forward to seeing you Netwatch Cullen next Saturday well thanks. done thanks Brendan thanks, 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 thanks well well done well done Brian Kilkenny man Declan Buggy features on the newest series of Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week. Here's what he had to say when he caught up with Shane recently. How did you end up getting involved in this? Uh, bit of ignorance, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to try it, and uh, the brother and the father and the mother and the sister said I couldn't do it, so I said, second, I'll apply, and here we are. I did it, and... All was always good, I suppose. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty like we were talking to the likes of uh, the Fagans who were participating in it last year. Do you know any other Kilkenny lads that were in it, or were you watching the show before? No, I, I don't know any other Kilkenny lads to tell you too. But I was chatting to John and Michael Fagan beforehand. They gave us a few tips and a few digs out, I suppose, beforehand and out heads up. But um, no Kilkenny lads, other than that, I, I don't know anyone in particular to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of prep and it seems a bit mental when we were talking to him. And looking at the military, in the military, the failure rate for the course in itself is about 90%. So signing up is really no joke, is it? No, you kind of, it really is. You sign up your soldier, you get found out fairly quick if you're not 100% in the head ready for it. But yeah, it's kind of, it's a whole on from the minute we stepped off that bus, it was 100% ready to go, so it was. 
and it, you're kind of talking about the physical demands on, of that are that you're going to experience on it but the mental thing that you touched upon there that's the biggest thing like I've seen guys they can't get over the fact when they're dropping off to the bridge into the darkness of the cold water and stuff and it's more of a mental thing than anything how are you going to be able to to keep your mind focused during those moments yeah like you said physically to be honest with you anyone that's fit like within reason like within the full of their health is well capable of doing a lot of the task, 95% of the task. But mentally, like I think we got, what, 15 hours sleep over the whole week? Like It's it's tiring no matter what you do to prepare mentally. It's, to be honest with you, it's good for not to. Unless you're fully focused and ready to say to yourself, I'm in here for hardship for a week. Just get on. They're doing it better, yeah, and to try and push it to your limit and just get on with it. But, uh, yeah, preparation-wise, mentally, I don't really think there's too much you can actually do to prepare. Just getting it it done. Uh, Have you always been big on testing yourself to, like, your absolute limits, both physically and mentally? Not particularly. When I was 12 or when I was 13 years of age, I was 13 stone weight. I was a big chubby lad. Uh, I've been there too, man. I had no more interest now in being running or being fit. I suppose when I hit 15 or 16, I kind of noticed I'd grow and change, and that was when I really started to get home on fitness, and I found I was actually naturally quite fit and every time we'd be hurling like hurling's my game and I'd be always running fit so I had no bother fitness wise I wasn't too worried uh, physically fitness wise I was more mentally fitness wise I would be worried but uh, yeah that's, that's pretty much it and without giving too much away could you tell us kind of what aspect of the course you were found most challenging or even the one that you were kind of most afraid of uh, fear wise luckily enough I wouldn't be have too I wouldn't be afraid of heights or afraid of water too bad thank god but uh, just the whole lack of food and lack of sleep is what was really bothering me coming up to it um, I, I, I was just wondering I, I used to try and go off running or hiking training a few weeks beforehand without eating and stuff like that but and when I was training for I was absolutely used to that to be honest with you at the hiking <laughs> with, uh, having not eaten for a day or so but other than that that was the only thing that was really worrying me going into it and then Coming out of it then, what was the most rewarding aspect of the whole experience? What did you learn from the experience? I suppose come out of it and have not say, like they're big on back chat or getting back to them, getting on to them, and having come out of it without popping my head above the water, say, too much or becoming noticed. Like the idea is to go in and be a complete grey man and not be noticed at all. And I did that fairly well throughout the whole course and I was happy enough with myself coming out of it that way. And brilliant. And you haven't been able to look back on it anyway, so have you? Because Thursday, will that be the first time you'll be able to see yourself on camera? Yeah, we did this 14th of May last year, and it's been oh. pretty much radio silence ever since, so it has. Wow. So, kind of, yeah, I know, it's been a long time, and we're kind of waiting to hear, and there'll be text. We have a group chat with everyone that was in it, and you're kind of waiting to hear, and they've been drip-feeding us and drip-feeding us, and we really heard nothing, really, to be honest with you. So you're going to be buzzing for when it's hitting the screens? Yeah, and we, I think we're all meeting up, all 28 of us again on the Wednesday beforehand. And we're all going to have an old chat and a sit down. We get to watch the episode a little bit before everyone else. So it should be good. Deadly. And you're living down in Wexford at the moment. How did an Aaron's old man end up down there? Uh, I, was, I was doing my apprenticeship as a farrier for two years, shoeing horses. And I was coming up and down for training in Hurling. And I ended up getting sick of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then I ended up saying I'd move Hurling Club and I moved to Owler to Ballock. And I hurled with Owler to Ballock GA Club now. Not, not a bad club to be associated with at all. 
No, not too bad. I'm actually sitting, I tell you, I'm actually sitting here at the clubhouse talking to you on the phone. I was meant to go up to the pub, but I'll hold off there now and head up there and tell <laughs> I won't keep. I won't keep you too long. You strike me as a lad, though, who's always planning your kind of like your next challenge or adventure. What's your next project going to be? Uh, I was in the middle of doing that 75 day challenge up until the last few days until I got injured there two or three days ago. My back went into spasm and I tore a muscle in my back, I think. Oh, no. Sorry, yeah, a disaster, but yeah, I'll that's a killer, man. So I'll start again there whenever, whenever I get back, right? Well, the next adventure, obviously, then, as you alluded to, is the pub uh, tonight. Yeah. So enjoy, oh, uh, enjy your Easter win the anyway. Paul O'Connell always said, "Win the battle in front of your face." And what's in front of my face now in a few minutes to be a pint of Guinness. So. Lovely, enjoy, Declan. Thanks very much. We're going to be rooting for you as Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week returns this coming Thursday. Best of luck. We're looking forward to seeing it. Brilliant. Thanks a million, lad. Thanks very much. Declan Boogie, outside the pub. So it's very nice to have a chat with us there. We also got some post-match reaction after Kilkenny RFC's historic victory over Ashburn in the Towns Cup final today. Steve, listen, I uh, just said at the off air, complete performance. You have to be the happiest man in Kildara and you'll certainly be the happiest man in Kilkenny when you're back to the Marble City tonight. Uh, very happy, yeah. No, look, it's great, isn't it? Like, after losing two finals, it's great to, to, to win one, you know? Um, a lot of disappointment when we, we lost in 2014-15. A lot of those guys would have been involved with that too. So, you know, we, we probably didn't really want to focus that, but we probably carried a bit of that hurt into this game and I think it came out in the performance there. We were never going to be beaten there today, so it was great. Super great start. You went 12 up, which was terrific, and the tries came at the real right time. Yeah, we we did, we did. I, uh, you know, we got two tries, probably against the run of territory anyway. I probably did t- only, I think we had three entries yeah, in there. got the first, yeah. Yeah, three entries in there, 22, I think in the first half. We scored two tries. Uh, but we had we had done well to shut them down. They had a lot of possession, a lot of territory, but they weren't really, yeah, apart from our penalty count was a bit high, they weren't really breaking us down. And then I think in the second half, you saw that, uh, you know, you saw us cut loose a bit in the second half, you know. <laughs> yes. Defensively from the start, you were fantastic because the scoreboard proved that. You didn't allow them in for a try, which is which is proves that anything was defensively but all around the park you defended well you rook your mall your rolling walls were great then when you were in possession and the presentation of the ball was excellent at times also yeah uh, believe it or not this is the third Towns Cup final and we haven't conceded a try in, in any of them And uh, but we've only won one which is an incredible stat really we didn't concede a try in the two we lost but we still lost so it's third third final without conceding a try um, yeah we had a good defensive plan there but in fairness the plan is only as good as the players who we implemented and that's tough going out there getting off your feet making big hits and, and keep working and, and to be fair the lads and the pitch just did it brilliantly today um, the work rate the physicality was superb yeah we know that David uh, is a player coach and you're the man on the sideline uh, head coach so between the two of you you've worked well with this team and you really I said at the start you've made it a complete day but the, the thing I would take out is it's a fantastic day for Kilkenny rugby because 20 years is really too long but it just shows how difficult it is to win this competition Steve now you've won it yeah absolutely look all, all credit to Doc like Doc was captain when I was coaching when I was head coach Doc was captain so uh, I suppose he's now head coach and still playing so when he asked me for a dig out uh, you know we've soldiered a long time together I couldn't really say no to him um, so and to be fair you know it, it's worked very well two of us are fairly easy going we can bounce ideas off each other very openly and uh, you know he's done he's done most of the donkey work he has all the, the horrible jobs and uh, uh, and uh, yeah it's great no it's great to be involved I'm, I'm delighted to be involved I'm delighted to win it and uh, delighted to be involved with Doc and with Wes and, and Liam and these lads who, who were with us when we in the dark times when we lost those two finals 
finals it's great to be involved here today with those lads to turn around and win a game yeah. well, I know next year is a long way away in rugby terms but in the performance that you put in there today Kilkenny you're back at the top table and well done on that yeah absolutely look, look the Division 1A is tough it's, it's got tougher those Dublin clubs uh, you know look we won't say too much about it today but they've got a lot of resources uh, so it's very hard to compete with them um, but look you know if we can if we can put those personnel in the pitch and perform like that there's no team in Leinster or very few teams in Leinster can live with us so you know that should be the aim next year now is to really go after both league and cup next year because I think that that squad and that performance uh, you know is good enough to beat those Dublin clubs so we probably didn't get that squad on the pitch or that performance uh, during the league uh, but the potential is there as you can see today Well Steve congratulations uh, I know if Andy Farrell steps aside if a team can score four tries in the Towns Cup you could be in the there get the CV ready brilliant coaching performance by yourself brilliant by the lads and congratulations it means a lot to the people in Kilkenny Absolutely and thanks very much for your coverage is brilliant thanks no for the support Thanks Steve Good Great. man well Cheers. done thanks Thank indeed. you very much Thanks for that Thanks no bother Well, Carter, Johnny and I were winding up on the commentary, but I think I heard the, the far on tier, the MC of the event, saying you got man of the match, and if you did, well deserved. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, we'll uh, we'll take it. As long as we got across the line as a team, that's all that matters. Yeah, we're through the pain barrier today. You had to leave the field, I think, probably once, twice. The shoulder came at you, but that's the nature of rugby. But you battled back, to be fair. And Ben fired some brilliant darts. You, uh, I think, you pulled down 99% of them. Excellent play. Set piece was excellent. But what an all-round performance from Kilkenny today. Yeah, oh, look, Ben is Ben is so reliable. His best best thrower I've ever played with he's just so consistent so accurate uh, it gives you confidence making calls because you know he's going to hit him uh, look we'll take it we knew it was going to be to and fro the first half was real nip and tuck it was it was a tight tight game they had plenty of possession we had plenty of possession went over and back but in that second half we showed our class we, we played played to our strengths moved the ball wide and paid dividends in the end I just said to Steve from a coaching performance excellent but as a forward yourself but defensively the pack did really well the three quarter line did well the wingers excellent work full back uh, was excellent Liam um, you know all over the field you didn't allow them an inch and as I said to two or three of the interviewees already the proof is on the scoreboard 32 points to 6 you didn't concede any tries Yeah, it, it actually goes back 7 games the, the first round of the Towns Cup we played Edenderry up in Edenderry and they came all, all guns blazing it was uh, 20 points to 16 5 minutes before the half time we held them out for 10 minutes on our line locked it out really gave everything to um, they came at us and came at us and came at us that was we, we mentioned it the growth in that that defensive set and our defence has gone from strength to strength in the last six games and it really paid dividends there again today yeah, back row worked very hard as well because their six was a great strong player as well but the lads Doc leading the, the pack their six seven eight great yourself and himself in the second row and I mean the, the rotating movements of the front row as well it's, it's great to see but they actually they dug it out didn't they yeah, real, real squad effort like there was 20 and, and plus Lyndon Brannigan and Andrew Warner like pushing us on any one of those two could have came out and made a huge difference as well so look the strength and depth has been has been excellent we've had a lot of injuries all year but to pull it back has been just fantastic now how are you feeling now you left the field twice but you're talking to Casey Lauer here at the moment you look okay so you'll be part and parcel of the celebrations anyway I, I'm 100% uh, look we had, we had tough years 2014 <laughs> you're trying to kill the clock there with it. doesn't matter now 2014 2015 were so yeah. difficult yeah. there was there was six bodies back from both of those finals and Steve Ashmore the coach as well um, look it's, it's just it's worth all the heart that's such a good feeling at the end and just can't wait to celebrate with the lads inside well listen it's a credit to you and well done in your personal performance team performance it was excellent and there's a lot of proud people in Kilkenny rugby and across County Kilkenny tonight uh, very proud people and people listening in from afar who will get a great kick out of this performance and well done I mean 32-6 it's a phenomenal scoreline yeah look we'll take it we would have taken 3-0 uh, look unbelievable just feels fantastic Donald, thanks a million thanks a million appreciate it thank you
James Pierre, all your busy man media wise, but uh, you let one hell of a shout when that final whistle went. Fantastic, 32 6. Couldn't ask for more. Couldn't ask for more. Uh, I heard Wes talking there a minute ago, he'd have taken 3 0. Um, besides that, they just blew Ashford away. There was a. The first half, the first half, there was no, there was no flow to it, but it was up and down in a game play between two twenty twos, Brendan. But you know, we took our two chances. I think we got into their twenty two twice, if not three times, three in times. the first half, yeah. and we came away with two tries. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad return. They got into our twenty two, and they, 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 we gave away three penalties. They missed one of them. They knocked two of them over. Um, but the second half, our weakness all season is what won the game for us. In the end, was our scrum. There was a scrum about 15 minutes into the second half. We brought Joe Moynihan on for it and we won a scrum penalty for it. And from then, the whole momentum of the game shifted. Ashburn threw what they had at us. And it was a significant amount, but their game plan was so easy to read that it was one-off runners coming off nine. And it was easy reading. It was easy for us to defend. But when we got the opportunity to put the ball wide, the lads are electric. You could see it with two minutes to go and it might have been easy just to pump them back and put them back into their corner. Aidan McDonald, Jake, um, Jake McDonald, uh, Jake Pratty, Liam Caddy. It's all they want to do was run. It's all they want to do was play rugby and attack, attack, attack. Pratty got a crack and try. Pratty got it, yeah. He, he did. He's some player. Look at the last try was the cream of the crop. That was incredible. Scored a little chip through from Jake. Bounced up perfectly um, for Hugh, wasn't it? And he went in under the post. And Hugh, Hugh Corkery is a player for us. He, he went away for a couple of seasons. He came to our youth system, went to play and played in post uh, when he was in, Sh- in college down in Limerick. And he came back and he's been so important for us. And he's been kind of he's been kicked around this season like a bit of a tin can. That he kind of started in the centre and then he went full back and then he went scrum half and then kind of when players got back from from injury and so forth um, he found a found a place from on the wing and he's just grown into it and his goal kicking his attacking rugby he's one of the most talented most skillful players Johnny will tell you about him growing up he was incredible he told us on commentary today <laughs> I'm sure he did because that, that that's the sort of youth player Hugh Corker he was and you know and Kilkenny the best in, the worst insult you can pay someone is to tell him they were a great minor a great minor hurler but Hugh Corker he was a brilliant underage rugby player and we're so happy now that he's transferring that youth's um, form that he had into into J1 rugby and he's in a very look at th- all of those guys now those 20 guys plus a couple of extended panel guys they are now in a very small club of, of, of kind of legends now that will go down at Kilkenny with the 1955 team the 59 team the 86 team the 2001 and 2002 teams they're gone down in history now they'll always be remembered as, as kind of the team that brought the Six Towns Cup back to Kilkenny and you know what we're going to go way back to Fookstown now we might have a few bags of cheese and onion and a few club oranges tonight <laughs> and you know we might sing a song or two and I like the heaven of Tom Halpin he used to pour out the water and can in my day uh, when I played in Kilkenny against Kilkenny for Carlo out of water and can we got the Smithicks there'll be plenty of it tonight but you mentioned Tom Halpin like there's so many other Great people, people there's yeah. so many other George people George Chandler like, has mentioned them yeah you yeah. know but like you look you look back at the 2002 cup winning team and there's a famous photo in the club you have three clubs legends who are all gone standing side by side uh, George Williams who was on the 2002 team was killed in a tragic accident uh, back in 2010 Benji Lawler and Willie Duggan you know and t- like three legends of Kilkenny Rugby Club but there's so many others that need to be remembered today John Byrne in the Cantwell um, Benji Lawler himself Gary Halpin like there's so many other people out there that that meant so much to Kilkenny Rugby Club and you know where Kay McAvoy being another one Frank Brickle you know you could go on for so long and just you know it's for it's 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 for the people alive and gone that this will mean so much too that the Towns Cup is coming back to Kilkenny and that look at you know that it's won't terrific, yeah. it's terrific it's, it's unbelievable it's a thing of dreams we all grew up you heard Dave Matthews in his speech there 
these guys were at a very low ebb last, last, last December, January. Will we stay in 1B? They fought together. Steve Ashmore asked them to stick together, battle together. They've done that. We do, we battered, um, pardon that word, but we battered Wicklow in, in the playoff in Carlow. We secured our status in this division. We built for the Cup and now we're Cup champions. And look, at, you can say no more than that, only congratulations and well done. Dave O'Connor, our coach, deserves so much though. He deserves so much thanks from the people of Kenny from, from the members of our this rugby club. Because at Christmas, when things were going poorly, it was very easy for people to walk away and throw their hat at it. Dave O'Connor, he kept the professional environment around what every, every, everything he was doing. There was a there was an impetus of excellence around it. Because he knew himself that when he got all of his players back at his disposal, that things would take off for us. And that's just what has happened. So in, in, in due respects, Steve Ashmore, um, Dave O'Connor, John Buckley, Eamon Dooley, Ray Pembroke and uh, Mark Coughlin all deserve big pats on the back for all the work that they've done this season to make sure that that cup comes back to Kilkenny tonight it's on the way back the celebrations will begin listen fair play your PRO you've been in touch with us all year you've kept the media and the people of Kilkenny well done on a great day enjoy no the celebration thanks Brendan and happy Easter thanks very much Stephen Byrne you can send that check out to me now later on for all the work during the year <laughs> thanks a million thanks Brendan <laughs> Alan Wall, it, it wasn't to be your day. It was a fairly good performance by Kenny in the end. They dominated the second half, made life difficult. You were in the game when you got the two penalties, but uh, just couldn't get a try. Yeah, just uh, we didn't get going at all today. Uh, fair play to Kilkenny. Um, every time we play, every time we play them, it's it's always within a score. Uh, every every year, there's always a bit of bite. I know a few of the lads from the the juniors, all all good players, and uh, their backline is class. Um, we thought we were going to. Do, them, do, uh, do a job with them scrum today but in fairness they've sorted that out uh, yeah, was, they totally outplayed us and nothing else we can do and just have to go on and go again and go again next year thanks Alan cheers thanks a million cheers Alan <laughs> no we might like to get some off from the other team as well <laughs> Uh, the man that got the first try to Africa, Kenny Aiden. Listen, well done. I mean, you, you got the first, but you got four in the end. I said it to the lads. It's a complete performance on a great Africa, Kenny rugby. Yeah, look, it's brilliant. Uh, we were, look, it's 20 years in the making. Like, the lads really pulled together in the whole. It's a real squad effort. Like, um, brilliant half from, from Caddy to get me into the corner here and uh, just just enjoyed every moment of it. Like, it was brilliant. Like, you know, it was, Came at a great time to yeah, start because yeah. you, you went 12 up, which was yeah. terrific. Yeah, yeah, we got a good start on him. Uh, I think the first half we were kind of letting him creep into it with penalties and stuff. But I thought in the second half, like, we really nailed batting down the hatches and we were really clinical and we didn't we didn't give away any soft penalties and it really stood to us then in the, in the later parts of the game um, like we pulled away then at the end and the score reflects then for what we did really well like you know Your try was terrific but I have to say the four try and the kick through was absolutely brilliant and yeah. Hugh finished in the, that was as good as you would see Yeah oh brilliant you'd see that at international level rugby like you know uh, like uh, Jake, Jake Slenster Jr's 10 and like you can see the top the quality that he has as, as a 10 and sure Hugh there like AIL quality winger like as well finished it off lovely gathering up great patience to get inside and scored in the corner as well like and put, put Ashburn away Listen, well done today uh, on your personal effort and on team effort absolutely brilliant Thanks very much Come Cheers, on, Come thank, on you. thank you And finally we hear from Kevin Healy on his new appointment as GPO in St. Patrick's GAA Club Going, Shane. Nice to meet you. Yeah, Thanks same to you, here. sir. Same to you. You enjoying your Easter break? 
Yeah, it's not too bad now. It's not too bad. I got got a chance to get home, back up to Sligo, so back to the homeland this weekend. Ah, oh, lovely. So. Watching a bit of sport on the telly. Yeah, that's it. Now watch a bit of hurling this afternoon and getting ready to sit down now to watch my own county Sligo play in New York this weekend. So. Oh, lovely, lovely. Uh, yeah, first of all, good. tell me a little bit about what this new GPO role involves. Yeah, cool. Um, so GPO, um, GPO with uh, in the Carlow area with Palatine and uh, Tolo GA. So, um, pr- primary role, I suppose, is getting uh, recruitment of players, young underage players from the schools and stuff, from under fours all the way up to minor level, and getting them involved with clubs, getting them into the setup, and you know, just promoting GA really around the place, kind of the role. Yeah, that's interesting. I, we were talking to someone there recently in regards to a report that has been done over in the UK about hurling in particular being outside the top 10 most played sports for youths in Ireland and there was ways of kind of amending that and changing that. Would that be something that the the role is actively looking to to correct? Yeah, kind of, I suppose. Um, like, you know, there's so much sports and there's so much different um, activities Young people can get involved in these days, so between uh, rugby, soccer, all that stuff, like there's there's good competition there for for getting players in, and and just clubs are beginning to begin to feel the pinch, I suppose. So this kind of GPO role is kind of back back in just to promote the, the GA games back into youths and into the into the schools and the areas, and letting people know really where clubs are and how how to get involved with them, and um, kind of the main role, I suppose. Yeah, it, it, the the competition of uh, of sports within Ireland is, is is a bit mad when you consider you have football, you have hurling, you have rugby, you have soccer as well. We've see, recently seen it kind of come to fruition in uh, the awfully underage setup with football as well. Um, is it, it, something as the games promotions officer when you're trying to bring people in? Would you recommend that people? especially at a young age, would keep up with multidiscipline sports or would you be liking them to focus more on it on GEA? Is that what the GPO role requires? I suppose from my own background, like I've I studied in the in the IT in Carlo and, you know, I've done a, an undergrad in athletic therapy, um and I'm doing a masters there now in strength conditioning and from what I've seen, like a lot of the stuff like it's very good. Kids should really get out and play loads of different sports. Um it's very good for sort of I suppose progressing and and getting different fields of different sports and what you like and what you don't like. Um, but I suppose GPO is just it's it's just get try and get numbers into clubs and you know try and promote the game and see how enjoyable and how fun it is and getting that kind of getting young lads and young girls to come in and get involved and make friends and make new friends. I suppose is kind of a real thing and you know football is one way of doing it. I suppose years ago you would have seen a lot of players a lot of young lads would have gone down to the football pitch and made friends with each other and it's kind of the way it was trying to bring that back trying to bring the culture back I suppose of, of GA and how it was and getting people together and playing together and chatting together and doing that kind of stuff yeah so and making it fun as well especially at that young age yeah like fun for me it'll be all about fun and getting like getting as many people involved in one time would be a load of that stuff going on and um, fun, fun is it's really based around fun, and the emphasis will be on fun, um, in the role. And what do you have any particular uh, vision in of what you're looking to achieve as the as the games promotions officer? I suppose, yeah, like getting get, a lot of it will be just um, making things fun, making GA fun again for for young people, and um, giving them as the best chance to play sports and play GA as 
as with their own age groups and making good friends and that'll be kind of my main my main view of what I'm going to be doing um, and with Tullo and with Palatine they're both very good clubs with that and that's kind of their main ideas around this role as well and delighted to be working with them because we're kind of on the same wavelength with that um, with getting kids back in and enjoying sport and enjoying the game so yeah, brilliant. And do you have any initiatives then coming up or anything like that? You mentioned kind of going to schools or is there any kind of fun days coming up or anything that people should be keeping an eye out for? Um, yeah, there'll be a few different things like that. They'll be all posted up on, on between the schools and between the clubs themselves. Uh, we'll be starting, uh, once the Easter break is um, finished, we'll be in the schools in Tullow and in around Palatine area. Um, so I'll be in coaching and getting kids back into the sport and letting them know what's there and yeah, that's, that's, that'll be the main kind of area at the minute. And then over the summer, obviously, it'll be the cool camps and the promotion, promoting that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, Shane. It'll be kind of a lot of promotion for me and uh, helping clubs and helping coaches um, increase their skill set, really, around, around coaching areas. So that'll be the main kind of goals at the minute. Yeah, that, that, that's a big thing as well, increasing kind of... A lot of people do obviously on a voluntary basis uh, they'd be involved with coaching teams but increasing the, the, the skill set of the coaches must be something paramount as well to keep that fun aspect for the kids but also at the same time improve them. Yeah, because even just in your last interview there with the Carlos Mogi manager like he said himself a lot of it is parents and volunteers getting in because their, their kids are under underage and in that setup. Um, so it'll be really just expanding their skill set and um, coaching and rather than just being somebody that might be there because a, a team needs a manager or needs somebody there to train them, they'll be actually well-trained and they'll be well-able and capable of train, training the team. So that's kind of the, the main goal and the main kind of idea, I Brilliant. suppose. Brilliant. Well, it sounds incredibly exciting, Kevin. Uh, thanks very much for taking the time to speak no with problem. us now. You have, what, you have what? You have Sligo and New York coming up. How do you, how do you fancy Sligo's chances? Um, I give them a bit of a chance now. Yeah, it's over in New York, so it'll be a it'll be a tough battle for them. Um, there's a there's a good few of my age group gone over there playing football, so hopefully they'll hopefully they'll get the job done this weekend and we can we we'll see them at home and play play a bit of football here in Connacht in a couple of weeks time. Then yeah, we've seen even time. with Carlo in London as well the 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 ones that are across each side of the ponds aren't something to kind of throw your nose up or, or at or anything a lot of serious work has been done we've been talking to the chairman of New York GEA there recently and of London GEA a lot of serious effort and work been done out there not just expats and Irish expats people from a young age um, picking up the sport yeah like it's great to see like I know the New York um, New York captain is, is a New York born and based uh, player so you know that the sport is definitely growing in, in other areas and I suppose it's time to bring that back now to Ireland and try and regrow it again here. Um, so that's what these GPO roles are for. And, you know, I've seen them work. They're, they're working in other counties and working in other clubs in Carlow and places. So it'll be good. It'll be good to good kind of grow it all again, bring it back. Certainly will. Well, Kevin, thanks very much for taking the time, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure talking to you too. Have a good day. That is Kevin Healy, the newly appointed GPO in St. Patrick's in Carlow. So very welcome to Scoreline. You can listen back to that interview on scoreline.ie just a bit later on. And that's all for this week's edition of Scoreline Extra. Don't forget you can tune into the live show every Saturday and Sunday from 2pm. Chat to you again soon. Thank you.